Hello and welcome to Letters Home. I'm your host, George Leach. This is episode 12. March 1st, 1943. Dear Mom and everybody, It sure was good to talk to all of you yesterday. I was glad Cresta and Calm were there too. You know, I had to wait nearly three hours before I finally got through to Detroit. I hope I didn't make too much of a telephone bill for you. I'm enclosing a little money order in this letter, so you might as well pay for the phone call with it and do whatever you want with the rest. Today is very dark and it's raining slow but steady, but it don't make much difference to the officers because we had to drill an hour anyway. The reason I asked not to send the telegram out is that I heard that we might get furloughs, and I would get a longer stay with a furlough rather than an emergency. Besides, there's not so much risk involved. I had a little scare the other day when I went out to chop wood, I didn't have to, and I lost my wristwatch. But I found it again after an hour's search in the leaves. How's the food situation at home? Do you get all you need? How about meats and canned goods? Are they hard to get? We get good meats here, but the cooks seem to know only how to make stew. Tell Johnny he better listen to you. Tell him it's a direct order for me. Well, Mom, so long for now. Love to all. Say hello to Chuck for me. Your son, George. March 3rd, 1943. Dear John, old boy, and Paul, old man, how's the kids? Boy, it sure got cold here today. In fact, today was the first time I saw snowfall. Today was a good day for me. We didn't do anything this morning, so I played some poker and won 55 cents. Then we ate dinner. After dinner, I got my secret notes from Florida and I studied them for a while. Then I played some more poker. Only this time, believe it or not, I won $20 in a couple of hours. Pretty lucky, eh? Did mom get the money I sent her? Tell Helen that Jim, that Hungarian boy, is reading her jokes and he is laughing his head off. They are really good. What's this I hear about you gambling pennies? Do you want to be like your big brother? I hope you can get the brakes fixed on your bike. We played three red hot games of volleyball today, and of course, we won three. Be good, John, and you too, Paul. I'm sending you a buck apiece, and if I get some good reports, you will get some more later on. But if you won't listen, I'll come home and paddle your little asses. So long for now, big brother, George. P.S. I'm sorry, but no P.S. On a postcard dated March 6, 1943, there's a nice picture of the Capitol building reflected on some water in front of it. It's a peaceful looking garden in front of the Capitol. It's titled Capitol Reflections Botanical Gardens, Washington, D.C. It's addressed to John and Paul. He writes, Dear Brothers, no doubt I will see you before this card arrives, but I just wanted you to see the capital from the postcard. Big brother, George. All right, so I've got to add something here. Obviously, we're only seeing part of the communication back home. He mentions phone calls, but if he plans trips over the phone or they discuss things exclusive to those calls, we're going to miss them here in these letters. It seems that's probably happening here. He must be going on furlough to visit home, it's been hinted at in the recent letters, but there hasn't been anything mentioned specifically. He also hasn't mentioned a trip to DC, but he went there. Okay, back to the letters. This next one isn't written by Gigi, but it's from his friends and it was written on March 10th, 1943. 
Dear Mom, in quotation marks, Leech, Thanks for the contribution of cookies. We wish George is enjoying himself, but we do miss him. Tell him not to hurry back too soon. As ever, the boys in foreign service in South Carolina. There are then about eight signatures, some of which are more legible than others. Some that I can make out are Jim Rogers, Don Steenberg, Albert P. Hope, and Burnhead Carter. So it seems like a bunch of his friends in his barracks received some cookies for him while he was on his furlough, and uh, they were nice enough to send a thank you letter to his mom. Without exact dates, it seems like Gigi spent about a week back home. The next letter from him is dated March 15th, 1943. Dear Mom, here I am, back to the old routine of soldier life and letter writing. Nothing has changed since I left. About my trip, the train was filled when I got on it in Detroit. We arrived in Pittsburgh about 8 a.m., and the train for Washington left 15 minutes later. It really had a swell train, modern and streamlined. The train got into Washington about 7 p.m. Saturday night. Then I had to run to catch the train to Florence. I got on it just as it was pulling out, but alas, all the seats were taken so I had to stand for about an hour before I got a seat. We pulled into Florence 7.30 Sunday morning. I grabbed a cab and got to the bus station just in time to catch the bus for Myrtle Beach. So, you can see I had good connections. It only took me about 31 hours coming back, 44 hours going. I had about 15 letters when I got here, so I'll be pretty busy for a while. All the boys praised your cookies, cakes, and bread. They asked me when I was going on another furlough so they could get another package. I'll write more later. I have to fall out now for the same old stuff. Thanks for the swell time I had at home. Your son, George. March 22, 1943. Dear Mom, Well, Mom, we sure are getting our share of weather. The day before yesterday, some of the boys went swimming. Yesterday, it rained and thundered all day. This morning it snowed, and now it's sunshining out. I've been back here over a week, and I've only received one letter, and that one was from Helen. This is my fourth one to home. Let's get on the beam and even up the score. I just got through frying myself two eggs. I suppose you wonder how. Well, my buddies and I borrowed some eggs, around seven dozen from the mess hall, and brought them to the barracks. So every time we get hungry, we just put the mess kit on the stove and go to work. I forgot to mention that we borrowed butter and bread too. Just like home, eh, Mom? I'm sending home our squadron paper. There's a couple articles in it which puts our barracks in the limelight. Yesterday, we went to show, and on the way to show, we put a raw egg in a fellow's pocket. Anyways, the egg broke. Guess what he said when he reached in his pocket and felt the gooey stuff. I'm just about two letters behind. I answered all the rest. So, I should get a lot of letters this week. Nothing new happening. We don't know when we were going. So long. Regards to all, right soon, your son, George. March 27th, 1943. Dear Mom, today I received two letters from home, one from Johnny and the other from Helen. Of course, your note was amongst them, and I, as always, was glad to hear from all of you. I am on vault guard duty tonight from 5.30 p.m. until 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. This is a good job. I have a room for myself, a bed to lay on, magazines to read, place to write, and a burglar alarm system. 
So, all I do is sit and wait for the alarm to go off. After I finish this job, it won't be my turn for any duties until next month sometime. Besides, this is only one night while KP is for four days. Jimmy read your letter, and I think he answered it right away. He also got Helen's letter. That too, I believe, is answered. I was out skeet shooting the other day. It's lots of fun, but I'm not good at it. But I'll learn. This is only my first time. It's been raining again, but we like it when it rains because we don't have to fall out for any formations. But it cleared up for a couple of hours this afternoon, so the captain made us pass in review. Don't work so hard, Mom. The kitchen isn't dirty. Besides, if you wear the walls out scrubbing them, where are you going to get the fresh material? Say hello to Daddy for me. Your son, George. On the same day, his friend Jimmy wrote a letter. It's dated March 27, 1943. It's written to his mom. For the first page and a half, it's completely in Russian. The handwriting isn't the best, so it's hard to try to decipher and then translate. Towards the end, though, there's a PS, and it says, in English, that's the best I could do because I've been out of practice for quite some time. In fact, since elementary school. This is the last letter for this episode. It's from Gigi again. March 30th, 1943. Dear Mom, at noon today, or very near to noon, I received a package. I opened it naturally and found the cookies and bathing suit. The cookies were all in fine shape and very, very good. It is four o'clock now, and there are no more cookies left. All the boys said to tell you thanks. Today, we had to fill out some sort of questionnaire concerning nearly everything about us and our parents. I don't know what the purpose of it is, but I'll let you know as soon as I find out. The latest rumor is that we will leave here before Easter, but I don't know. Jim is on KP today, and will be for three more days. Unlucky him. I'm going to show after supper tonight. Boy, I've really been eating like a horse lately. I can't understand it either because we don't do anything to make us hungry. That income tax blank Helen sent me isn't getting anywhere. I took it to the CO to get it signed, but he told me to take it to a notary public. There isn't any I know of around here. That's just a lot of bother. So the heck with it. None of the other boys did anything about it, unless I fill it out and send it home and have Mr. Ephili notarize it. That's all for today. George. Alright, time for thoughts about this episode, episode 12. He got to go home, but wow. Maybe it was different back then since it wasn't common to fly, but I don't know if I've ever missed a place or someone bad enough to endure that kind of travel. 44 and 31 hour travel times? He said 31 hours, That connection, those connections were good? 75 hours were three whole days plus three more hours spent getting home and back. So if he had a week long furlough, he spent almost half of it just traveling. That's crazy. Some more cookies were delivered to the barracks and this time it was while he was gone. I like that his buddy sent a thank you letter to his mom. This also marks the first time a letter written by someone else has been read. However, another one written by Jimmy followed it up shortly afterwards. He mentions briefly losing a wristwatch and I have to guess that it's the same one he mentioned and had fixed in earlier episodes. I really wish I could see what that watch looked like. There are certain things mentioned in almost every letter, mainly the food he eats and how the weather is. This is probably because it's something everyone can relate to 
Sure, he could write his family back home about all of the training and his military routine that he's becoming accustomed to, but that's not familiar to them. You could talk to anyone about the food you eat and the weather you're experiencing, and by responding, they can also make him feel closer to home by discussing those matters in Detroit with him. The postcard of the Capitol in DC was cool. Knowing that he'll be going overseas, it makes me curious about what other famous landmarks he'll see. Find out on future episodes of Letters Home. This has been Letters Home. Letters Home features music by Scott Buckley. Music by Scott Buckley can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Thanks for listening and tune in next week to Letters Home.